Welcome to Sparks and Recreation, your source for info on community events, meta-analysis, and everything Hero Realms. Part of the Realms Rising Network. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to your favorite Hero Realms podcast that releases on a bi-weekly basis on Mondays, Sparks and Recreation. I am one of your hosts, Matthew Jigmalinkba-Rooks. Very happy to be here, joined with the full cast. Uh, And we are really happy to uh, share with you a wonderful episode that we have planned. I am joined, as always, by my right-hand man, the uh, hammer of light to my serpentine staff. I had to pause there because my brain was going through all the possible configurations. Agency 13, Tim McKenzie, how are you today, boss? Oh, I'm doing all right. I'm here. Really long day of work today, but I made it and I'm ready to do some podcasting. That makes me that makes me think of uh, episode one of Star Wars. Now, this is podcasting. (laughs) There we go. Uh, and uh, continuing right down the line, we have Sam Sackforce Parsons, our um, resident jester and uh, fighter extraordinaire. How are you today, amigo? Let's get ready to shuffle your deck of Hero <laughs> Realms cards. How are my mofos out there in Thandar doing today? I'm doing grand. Had my, my wheat soda already. Uh, I'm ready to rock and roll. You can cut that out if you want to. <laughs> We're leaving that what in. Is wheat, what no is way. wheat soda? You drink uh, a beer. A wheat soda, a barley pop. Oh, It's a beer. You know, you get the idea. It's got hops. It makes you hop. Oh, okay. Got it. Uh, and last, but certainly not least, our own Chris Double Dubs Wahlberg. How are you today, my friend? Hey, 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 I am doing awesome. Uh, Basically getting super geared up and ready to go for the Lua Luau, which will already (laughs) have taken place by the time this episode release. But you better believe that the VOD will be worth checking out if you have not uh, hung out for the live stream or already seen it. So definitely twitch.tv slash double dubs for the Lua Luau. I will be... Uh, having a co-host, Agency 13, who will be uh, running through a very awesome custom class that was voted on by the community. Uh, we'll we'll leave the details of that for mm-hmm. now, but definitely worth checking out. Um, we, we, we have a couple of surprises in store as well. Okay, you don't want to spoil it? Oh, I guess it'll be released anyway. It'll already it'll be already out. Be yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I, I offered a few submissions and just tried to write the most ridiculous shit in the comments that I possibly that was you? could. So I, knew I hope it was you, you. like that. I knew it was you, man. I totally did. I appreciated it. Nice job. Thank you for voting. I know you did. I know you did. There was a lot of good suggestions in there. I also put in a snarky comment about just putting a, uh, a good wizard, making a good wizard in there, one with pure channel right. and- Oh, I made a comment man. about the shizzard and the fighter, and I called it the shiz fist. <laughs> yes, you I know. think that's good. I mean, <laughs> it has a future. Nice. Uh, Sam was waiting. He had that circled in his notes. He had that joke circled shiz. in his notes, and he, yeah. and he was able to get it off pretty quickly. So 
good shiz good. Nice, nice done check all right moving on to the next one um just a quick word we have all been super busy uh we're a little uh, it's a little bit chaotic right now as you might be able to tell from this opening uh but we are doing our best to keep churning out the episodes uh and we hope you guys continue to listen and enjoy it all a quick shout out to all of our patreons thank you so much Woo! for your support Woo! uh I, I, patrons go. i guess patrons on patreon is that how you say it that's right uh yep. just very quickly i'm going to list them off uh, Andalus, S Freak, Thank you. Logan Stewart, Thank you. our own Thank double you. dubs. Thank you. Daily 23 and Thank you. Noodle Tupe. You guys are Thank awesome. You. Thank you so much for your support. Also, big thanks to our one-time donors as well. You guys know who you are. Um, keeping things moving along, we have another exciting announcement. Tim has some very interesting news for all of us. I have an exciting mm-hmm. announcement. So last week or not last week, last episode is a couple weeks ago. Um, we put together some promo giveaway stuff and had people sign up on a uh, Google form. And we had uh, 13 people sign up for this. So with uh, the promos that silent Al got me from Gen Con, there are six of those. There's one payoff and five to Nat, the outcasts. But uh, since we just love everybody that was willing to put the time and effort to sign up, I have a couple of uh, the Captain Casca promo cards that will go to. uh, So everybody will get something that signed up. So I'm going to read off the list here and tell you who got what. um, And then I will be emailing these people and uh, confirming stuff and whatever. But uh, the winner of the one and only payoff card would be Danderdag was the randomized winner for that. And then for for Tanat, we have Daily23, Frank, Boldernims, Game Freak, and Logan K. Stewart. To that I say, to yes, instead of to not. And then, the same, and then whatever. everybody else that signed up, we have Noodle Tulpe, Dandy FR, Omsk, Arcanel, Rybrand, Cory Bear 88, and Praylon. Uh, I have Captain Costco promos. If you don't have that, uh, I will get you one of those. Uh, and if for some reason you do have one of those, uh, we'll see what we can work out with you guys. So I'll be emailing you all. Uh, probably before this is even released. So maybe not. Maybe I'll wait. Yeah. That'll work. Tim, can you really quickly um, remind us what the Captain Costco card is? It is a uh, unallied champion. So just like Tanat, uh, Captain Costco is a champion human mercenary. It's a four cost card. It's a four defense guard that gives you three damage and then you choose a faction and captain Casca has that faction. So it's a pretty you cool can card. make it ally stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. That's super awesome. Yeah. And so, uh, can... thank you, Tim, for collecting that stuff and giving everyone out. And yes, also so... thank you to everyone who donated to you, which is, that's pretty cool yes. too. So, so silent Al got the payoff and to not the outcast cards and the captain Casca were from Debbie from wise wizard games that gave me those to give away. So cool cool of them to do that. Thanks silent Al and wise wizard games. And thanks to all the listeners for um, applying for the giveaway. This will not be the last one. Take 
our word for it. There will we be have more some more in store. More in store for you guys. Good. Cool. Dun, dun, All right. Dun, dun. Um, let's keep the intro moving here. Uh, before we jump into that uh, episode overview, Sammy, do you have any um, hero helper stats or just like um, an update on things that you want to share with us? Matthew Jigmalinka Ropes, thank you for asking. Um, I got some. Let's start at the top. Let's start with aggregate data, my friends. I've been working diligently on our dashboards, and I have a new batch of aggregate data. I'm not going to list everything, but this is all stuff that I'm planning on putting in the dashboard, um, probably with Tim's help to do some of the HTML work. We have 48,719 total games logged on HeroHelper.com. Of those games, 47,910 are PvP and 809 are co-op. We can see, we can see what the people likes. Uh, kind of interestingly, uh, real-time versus async, it's about 21.7 thousand versus uh, 26, 27,000. Yeah. So async's more popular, but kind of a you know close-ish split there, which is cool. That's great. That's really good. Um, I, I would I would have, probably sorry yeah. to interrupt, but please, I would probably guess that overall, outside of just hero helper, but overall that real time might be more popular. But our yeah audience and users there probably skew a little bit for the forty eight hour games. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, speaking of users, we have one hundred and seven users that have currently Woo! signed up. Um, we have. 10,222 unique heroes that have uh, been logged overall. Wow. Still, I'm, I'm still going to dangle the carrot in front of everybody. At some point, I'll be able to tell you what build of all of those 10,222 <laughs> heroes is doing the best. Right now? No. No, you just got to wait. Sorry. I can tell wait. you which one's doing the best. Well, it's pretty Tim just knows. It's the knowledge. Well, oh, it's a, it's a ranger. Spoiler. Oh, back. right, right, right. I mean, overall, <laughs> yes, of course. Obviously, yeah. it's a ranger. Just to clarify, too, uh, you, you said there's 20, how many unique? 20,000 characters? 10, or which? 10,222. 10, yeah, and that is not uh, divided up amongst the 107 users of Hero Helper. That's again, those users and all of the other players they're playing against. Absolutely yes. correct. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, we pick up. As I said earlier, we pick up the randos too. So we get all of our users' games and whoever they play is recorded as well. So you're not necessarily users of um, Hero Helper. And then one thing too, dear listeners, if you're out there wondering, should I play, should I not play? Or sorry, not play, but register. Uh, if you do register and you had some games recorded, they would still count towards you. So that's kind of cool, which is nice. Um, last on the aggregate stats, guys, I just want you to and don't cheat because I shared this screenshot with you from before. What do you think are the top three number of characters? So I've got the total number of characters, you know, if it's uh, whatever class it is. I don't want to, like, give it away by saying something. Um, what do you think, like, number one, two and three are as far as Re total? Popularity? Can you rephrase that question again, Sam? Number total popularity, number of characters. In total, so okay, of that 10,222. Chris, Chris what do you think? Because Tim and I already saw this data. What do you think, Chris? Oh, I'm always lurking, man. I saw it too. <laughs> uh, did you look though? Can, did you uh, remember? I, I would have oh, guessed yeah. the top two anyway. Just yeah. all right. Let me give you this. They're, all right. they're the free ones. 
All right, top one and two. Fighter is number one. Wizard is number two. And again, they are the free ones, which is good. What do you think is number three? See, I would have guessed Ranger, and I'm I'm wrong. I would guess Claire. Thief. Ooh. Who said Thief? Chris, did you get your did you get your guessing, Chris? Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that Thief is the third most popular. Thief's a better guess. Yeah. Thief wins. It's a uh, Thief, and then Cleric, and then Total Rangers, which is cool. Yeah, so and many then, possible ways to build a Thief too. It's true, and I can see why that's the next most popular one. Um, and also it's kind of like, it's kind of cool. Like if you want to be a swashbuckler, you want to be a thief. They're, they're fun. I like them. You want to be a ninja. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, I personally like Ranger better, but that's okay. It's my, it's my deal. I like fight fighter is my, my favorite, but it's Ranger has been growing on me and wizard too. So all that said really quickly, uh, just as an announcement, like general announcement for everybody. I did. If you've been following here, helper, there's been a lot of talk about, Okay, this is the level uh, by level win rate breakdown. If you've been on our Discord, you will have seen some stats shared by Tim recently uh, based on the discussion that's been in the Discord. And everyone's been like, well, you can't really count on level 11 or level 10 stats because they're playing higher levels. They're playing level 12. And it's depressing the stats. Well, I went in and I I whipped up some level versus level uh, stats. And so... I have those. I don't know if we want to discuss like that necessarily. We'll post right them now. on Discord. Yes, yeah. that's a better idea. We will post them on Discord for everyone to peruse. Check it out. Join the Discord. I can when put you them can. in the show notes as well for because I know we have some that listeners works, yeah. who aren't on Discord. So, show notes yeah, absolutely. Yes. Wonderful. They will be I'll there for you to look at. That's what I got for you today. Uh, progress is going slow, of course, but we're getting there, my friends. Keep registering. Keep using Hero Helper. It's not going away. That's for damn sure. Thank you. Yeah, it'll get there, guys. Remember, the um, as awesome as the Google Sheets are, it's a little slow and it's a huge pain in the butt for um, Tim and Danderdag and Sam to keep running behind the scenes. But the days are numbered for the Google Sheets. We'll have really cool dashboards up and it will be even better, guys. So, um, But in, during the meantime, it's still going to track all of your games and all of your data. So even if you don't look at it, sign up for it and track your data and you, you might really want to look at it later. Okay, yep. cool. Awesome, Sam. Oh, one other thing, too. These guys are running it behind the scenes. They all work full-time jobs and or travel to Europe every other week. So they're quite busy. <laughs> so your, your patience is appreciated with the development. Okay. It, um, it is hard to code when you're trying to eat some tapas. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just hard. I mean, if you're in your basement the whole time, it's not that hard. It shouldn't be. <laughs> Theoretically, when you're trying to Photoshop happen. yourself into pictures of other people's true, vacations, true. <laughs> it's hard. It's a lot of work. It's, it's hard, G damn work. Okay, uh, let's keep it rolling here. Um, as taut and as tight as that was from Sam, let's let's have um, Chris wrap up our intro with the uh, episode overview. That's right, everybody. In today's episode, you can look forward to a segment of What Would You Do? We've got our main topic, which is going to be matchups and counter strategy, a very interesting one. We're also going to be taking you into the war room, where we discuss choosing a class that suits your play style. And we'll be closing things up today with the Community Roundup.
would you say you do here? Alrighty, welcome to What Would You Do? As a quick shout out, remember that these screenshots are available on the Discord. They're available on realmsrising.com and they are available in the show notes. The What Would You Do? Discord channel is very active. As always, there's super interesting discussions that take place in there. Uh, it's where you can go to chat about these before the show so that your comments are uh, discussed on air. And it is also where you can go to post your very own what would you do scenarios. So we always look forward to community engagement there. All that said, let's dig into today's game state. We are playing as a wizard and we are against a fighter. We have a level advantage against them of being level nine against a level seven fighter the we're pretty f somewhat into the game i would say we're in the mid game because it's turned 10 already the row has some big bombs on it we've got a firebomb an arcus a grok storm giant street thug and borg mercenary on our side we haven't made too many purchases we did develop our econ a little bit with a nature's bounty and we have an excellent pair of necros cards to go together in the form of cult priest and varic our fighter opponent has picked up themselves a piece of early sacrifice in the form of death touch and has two imperial cards taxation and darian war mage so they're ready to kind of take this into the uh, mid to late game a little more so than fighters normally with their life gain and sacrifice there so that being said it's our turn um, we have eight economy. We have the cult priest and Varric in play, but we have already used the ability and the ally ability on Varric. So the question is, what are we going to do with our cult priest? What are we going to do with our eight economy and our seven damage? When I look at this board state, obviously with this amount of economy we're going to be locking in on one of these eight costers or at least that's what it is for me so we're looking at firebomb arcus or grok against a fighter as much as i'm tempted to buy firebomb as a wizard i do want that champion to have some strong defense to help buffer me and i also value the champion more highly because i have varic and the ability to faction it so right there between those two things i'm between arcus and grok the way that I split that tie is that while my opponent does already have a couple Imperials, I think Grok is the stronger card. And it's also going to help me uh, cycle through my deck a little more quickly if I can pair it up with my Nature's Bounty. A couple of strong ally abilities there. So for that reason, I'm going to... Uh, Buy the Grok, see if a good one-coster flips. If it does, I buy it with the Cult Priest. If not, I tap for damage and, and send all that damage my opponent's way. That is what I would do over to the next person. Nice job, Chris. And that's a pretty good explanation, I think. Um, Sammy, what would you do in this situation? I think for me, very similar to where Doves was at, but I was between the Firebomb and Grak uh, for very similar reasons. I went uh, with Grak as my choice. I don't think that m the fighters will usually be able to afford the, the eight bombs. And this fighter's deck is no different, especially with a scrap in there. They're going to be hindered with their economy more so than, than being able to buy everything unless they decide to, to ramp up their, their buys. I think Grak's going to pair nicely with Nature's Bounty, maybe get, get you a discard um, and also help you cycle. Uh, I, was, I was liking Firebomb just so you could go aggro uh, and get them. And the fact that you don't have any Imperial in your deck, like Chris said, it just 
the Arcus is never bad. Like I people kind of shit on the Arcus. It's not a bad card, but it's not as good as those two. So that's what I would do. Okay, so wait, which one would you choose? Greg. Final choice. Final answer. That's your final answer. Okay, got it. Yes. Um, Tim, how about you? What would you do? So um I'm just gonna call out a couple things. I think you guys make some good points there. I will say, I mean, the difference between Grack and Arcus is one defense on the champion, which can be a big deal sometimes, but it's also one damage, you know, five on Arcus, six on Grack. But Arcus has pure draw while Grack is a cycle. So eh, I wouldn't count on the ally ability with only one other card. So that's that's just kind of my thoughts. I think I would actually go with Firebomb. Not not because of, I mean, you guys make good points, but looking at the health here, uh, the, the wizard has 47 to 50 health, where the fighter's already at 36 to 60. Um, I think I could get that firebomb stun. What they are, they, they have their shield bearer and, uh, Darien war mage in their deck. So they got two champions that you could get a free stun off of as well as scrapping it for five damage. Even if I only play it once and I get like 13 damage and a stun out of it, uh, that's going to be a good chunk of their health right there. You can almost, almost end the game with a couple of other good cards there. Yeah. So I think I'd go Firebomb. Yeah, you um, took all of my points except for one, <laughs> okay. which is that um, this is a um, a uh, shizzard with gloves, which means they need actions to activate those gloves. And looking at their deck, they only have Bounty and the two Ignites as actions mm-hmm. so far. So I'm, I want to start um, putting more as many actions into this deck as I can. I would also choose Firebomb here. Uh, if I was losing this game, if I was not ahead uh, in health, I would probably choose one of the champions. But as it stands now, now the fighter has not used their um, devastating blow yet, but again, I'm a shizzard. I'm not too worried about it. I would go Firebomb here for sure. Even even with their devastating blow or whichever version of it that they have, because if, if they're at like level 10 or something... Uh, no, it says they're both level twelve. Yep, they're level twelve. Okay, there's, a, there's a variety of blows they could give. You know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, you know. and there's only but, one that's but, devastating. But 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 even that one kind of evens up the health there, and with the gloves and your your channel, like I'm not super worried about it either. Yeah, it's a good point. Yep. You yeah. you raise a it, good point with the gloves. I still have Varric in the deck. I'm still going to go with the with the crack. No, that's I mean, changed. and Varric's out. Yeah, no, taking advantage of Varric is not a bad thing. I'm just saying, if it was me in this situation, I'd go with Firebomb. Fair. Um, one thing I, uh, sorry, before we go into the Discord to uh, talk about how you guys um, looked at this situation, I j- want to just give a shout out to Daily23 for submitting this week's version of What Would You Do? This is, I think, his wizard match. Forgot to mention that. So nice. Thanks, Daily. Okay, uh, let's take a look at Discord really quickly. We had um, six people vote for Firebomb. Two people voted for Arcus. Three for Grack. Uh, nobody said um, Channel and Borg. And one person said uh, Street Thug. And I think that was probably just Sam 
joking. Yeah, that was Sam joking. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> no, nobody voted for street. Therapy. Yeah, so I think that most people in the Discord also went for Firebomb. Um, I'll just read a few comments here. First person to comment was Nivik. He said, Firebomb, he already won this match uh, because Fighter obtained poor damage cards. Um, yeah, so he's basically saying the same thing. We've already got it in the bag. Let's just try to end it quick. Um, anybody else? Actually, there might not have been. Oh, no. User Cafe also chimed in. He says he would buy Borg and Street Thug. Otherwise, you have to admit that tapping Varric for extra cold was a bad move. Uh, only if you spend nine. All right. So he's, he might be joking here, too, actually. Yeah, I, I think don't, so. I don't think he actually voted for Borg and Street Thug. Mm. Uh, that's all of the discussion on Discord. But we did get some good votes. And I think we, we had some good um, explanations here of the different pathways you could take on that one. So uh, thanks again. Once again, a reminder to our listeners, if you have a interesting point in your one of your games, take some screenshots of it. Also screenshot your um, draw deck and your discard pile and the same for your opponent and send it to us. You can email it to us. The email is in the show notes. You can send it on Discord or even Facebook if, if that floats your boat. And we will be more than happy to include your what would you do in a future episode. So thanks as always for that. Up next, we are going to head into our main focus, which is going to be focusing on matchup mashups. All right. Welcome to the main focus of episode 15, matchup mashups. Or is it mashup matchups? Or matchup match mashups? Mon- monster mashups. Do the monster mashups. We should have done this in October. Um, <laughs> it's almost Cancel there. the episode. <laughs> cancel the episode. Re- Resked. Uh, no, okay. Um, so what is the focus of this focus? Simple, easily. Basically, we're gonna take we're gonna take a look at the different classes and just kind of go over some counter strategy or how they match up with other um, classes and talk about what strategies we employ uh, when we face these uh, classes. Uh, we, are, we we can also give our opinions on what class or build or level we would choose to counter it with. Um, we can talk a little bit about buying preferences or hate draft it, drafting and things like that. Okay. So that just kind of gives you a background on or a, an overview of how we're going to look at this. All right. So as we always do, let's just go through alphabetically through the classes, guys. Cleric is up first. Okay. Now I'll just start it off and then we can all chime in. Um, according to Hero Helper data, the cleric um, has high, its highest winning rates at levels nine and level four, uh, which kind of denotes the current state of the the cleric. Although, uh, again, this is before, uh, a lot of this data is before the breastplate cleric was implemented. So it it could be quite different now. I I don't know. Um, But basically what this means is the cleric is not very good at level 12. Uh, Yep. Yeah. Right. It peaks at level nine, actually, or level four is its highest and then level nine after that. Okay, um, before we jump into this, um, Chris made a really good point that we should shout out uh, Noodle Tube's article on, uh, I think he wrote an article on cleric mirrors. And 
a it's lot actually, of that. It's, it's oh, just sorry. a cleric in general. Counterplay oh, it's a cleric in general. In general. Cleric. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's called Breaking the Wall, a Hero Realm's Guide to Cleric Counterplay. And he goes through and has multiple parts and rules and match up and build specific stuff. So uh, much more deep dive than we'll be doing today, but absolutely worth your time if you're interested in really smashing that cleric win rate down even further, further. as if they did not yes. have it hard enough. Like Noodle yeah. Tulpa has the tips and tricks for you to he really does. smash down that wall. And I got confused earlier when he was on our episode, I think it was episode 10 or 11. He was talking about cleric mirrors and he pulled a lot of that um, strategy from that article. So, yeah. um, Anyways, if you want to go into detail, definitely check out that article. We'll have a link to it in the show notes. All right. I'm just going to start out here, guys. Um, Obviously, one of the things you want to do with a cleric is deny them sacrifice at all costs, I think, especially early game. I mean, if the game is in late game. Rule number one. Yep. Rule number one is deny sacrifice. Okay. Another thing that sorry, I have a caveat with that. I think Mm -hmm. that like um, denying them their second piece of sacrifice is not as important as denying them Mm -hmm. their first one. Mm -hmm. So that's just like, you know, once they have their first one, the cat's kind of out of the bag, as it were. So um, like it's still they can still go out of control with it. And you don't necessarily want to let them have a second piece, especially if you don't have a first piece yet yourself. But um, Cleric really wants that first one to get things going. Yeah. And, so Chris, definitely, definitely don't let him get Tyranor. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, like a clear that. double whammy. That goes for all classes, I think. Go ahead, Sam. So Chris, say they have that first one. Are you then trying to to block some golds and make sure they cannot get economy and can't buy good stuff? I guess they can still roll you a little bit with the meat wall with of cheap champions, though. Too. I see. I disagree. Before Chris answers, I disagree a little bit. Even if um, they already have one sacrifice, I will go out of my way to prevent them from getting more. Just because if they get yeah. more quickly, it's just going to get even worse. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. I do think the second isn't as like, uh, I yeah, I guess the, the second isn't as hurtful as the first. But I will yield the point that I, definitely it's bad. I would yeah. say if they have if they have two or three already anymore really doesn't matter at that point but, <laughs> yeah, you're but one, one and two i still wouldn't want them getting that second one yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. we're all in agreement on sacrifice all right all right now the other thing that i really um try to do when i'm playing against a cleric is to uh deny them from getting those economy producing champions especially uh rasmus and brolin um Mm-hmm. Uh, Miros is the other one too, but you definitely don't want a cleric getting those early game. And in fact, if you can get a high uh, uh, defense champion early against a cleric, they can have a real hard time taking it out, which is another good mm-hmm. counter strategy to play against clerics is to get your own high value champions out because uh, clerics hate that. Last point I'll make, guys, is um, another thing I try to do, and this is especially when I'm playing with Wizard, although I do this against in most matchups um i try to get high damage cards as early as i can because i want to um have enough burst damage in my deck to disallow the cleric from building up champion walls right Uh, in other words you want high damage cards so you can immediately take out any champions they put up you don't want champions sitting out for more than a turn those are my big points guys what what do you guys have to add 
I have a couple of other points. Um, I mean, obviously, stun effects are going to be really good against the cleric. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's something I would prioritize more than other matchups. And if they are a breastplate cleric, it takes a little while for them to build up that defense to get it to, you know, the unreasonably horrible levels. You can absolutely burst down a breastplate cleric. So um, if you're seeing that and depending on what's in the market and all of that, uh, going aggro isn't necessarily bad if they're running breastplate. Yeah. Yep. Great advice. I would, Sam, uh, I would add. Um, so as far as what classes to play, don't pick oh. fighter. <laughs> Number one, you guys all, all probably know this uh, out, out there in listener land, but. Uh, fighter versus cleric is the worst matchup, so make sure you don't pick fighter. But that leads me to a question, which is, what is your favorite counter class to a cleric? I think I think ranger is what I would pick if I had to choose. But what do you guys think? Wizard. Mm, wizard's good. Yeah. <laughs> or even thief, I think, is okay I, because I th- you have good economy to like go over the top of them. Like, uh-huh. yeah. It, it it speaks to the difficulty in the level twelve stats to that we're kind of saying like well, you know Ranger's pretty good you know what yeah, else right? is good Wizard's pretty good I like and, Thief against them and yeah. so, everything yeah. everything can be good except for Fighter and even yeah. that like if they're running Breastplate or the Fighter's running Whirling Blow the chances aren't super abysmal even right. with a Fighter so well and uh, one thing that I'm hearing right now too is I kind of suck at the long game deck building which is why i kind of suck at cleric in general too <laughs> and that's i think why i like ranger better and you guys are all like a little a little better at playing cleric long game stuff uh and i think that could maybe be a little bit uh of what's going on there too maybe so so play style is what i'm saying think I, about what your play style I, is I, w- I would say ranger probably has the best shot overall yep agree but yeah. But but thief and and uh, uh, wizard have a good shot yeah. too. So yeah, I will say good. I will say whenever I if I'm playing wizard and it doesn't really matter what build it whenever I queue up against a cleric randomly I'm extremely happy about it. Yeah, level twelve cleric versus level twelve anything else forty four percent win rate. So not doing great. Yikes. <laughs> it's the last place. <laughs> And I yep. wonder if the breastplate is that much better. It might be, but I, I'm dubious of that. It's like OP. But anyways, I, I, th- yeah. I think it's better, but I don't think it's that much better. Yeah. yeah. Chris, what you have any um, final points um, you to declare? A, a question of clarification for your strategy, Jig. You mentioned um, buying up those econ champs. Mm-hmm. Um, is it only the premium ones that you like to target you mentioned a few in specific do you go for the lesser ones those uh three costers yes specifically? Uh, death cultist especially is one of my favorite cards actually cult priest sorry cult priest the yes. three cost okay. the three cost re- uh necros champion yeah you're scooping that but, up against yeah. clerics uh yeah not only against clerics but <laughs> in many matches i especially yeah. if i have necros already or if there's another uh yeah, I, I love the sorry the cult priests. The cult priests are, are one of my favorite cards. I will definitely deny that. But it, another good thing about cult priests though is that even clerics won't buy them. Uh, they'll leave them sitting out in that row, so it's not like really hate drafting. But I like to use it, them against them. 
Mm-hmm. That that's one that if I don't see a whole lot of Necros cards out there, I'll leave it be. But if I'm seeing Necros out there, that card looks so good. So yeah, it's awesome. It really is an general. awesome card. Yeah, that 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 faction for four damage is huge, and if you can get two of them, you're doing ten damage out of those two cards. <laughs> and when they're yeah. blessed, they're tough to kill, you know. And then yes. yeah. anyway, okay. Um, so that was your clarification. How do you feel about that, Chris? Yeah, no, that's great. That that makes sense to me. I do have a couple of just kind of points about the matchup as well, and I think we kind of alluded to this a little bit, but against the cleric, building up your own champ wall is very effective. The first thing is that like not only are you denying them the champions that they want to be purchasing, so that's like complementing your strategy that you're trying to do, but additionally, they can be a little strapped for damage, so they can have a hard mm-hmm. time knocking your champ wall down. So that can be an angle to play as the you know game plays itself out and then the other thing is that since you know the cleric is going to be taking you long some of the imperial cards that gain health uh tick up a little bit in value for me when i'm making my purchases a lot of things that you know we kind of uh bring up time and time again the cards we love but like uh recruit can be a good early buy because you know you want to bank up some health close ranks because it's great damage and if you can faction it it's so much health um domination command Kristoff, you know all, all those types of cards uh are are ones that you may consider scooping up to help you get to the late game against the clear so so basically you're saying is buy all the good cards you can that's always what it comes down to, man. Buy sacrifice <laughs> yeah. and the good cards, and hopefully... that's my strategy. I buy the good cards; they buy the shitty ones. That's it. Yeah. Episode's over. Okay, I think we're good. Actually, in fact, <laughs> just take that, copy and paste of all the other classes, and we're done, guys. Let's call it a yeah. day. Tim, did you have something to throw in there? Um, I was just going to say um, the the sacrificial econ cards, so like uh, influence, uh, nature's bounty, some of those. That's something I especially don't want to see a cleric get in either. Like the econ mm-hmm. champs and those econ cards, especially. Yeah. Like something like taxation or profit. I don't mind them getting those as much because it, it will clog up their deck later. And I that's true in general, but those are especially good for a cleric, I think. Yeah. Mm. So. All right. That's pretty good. All right. So kind of to sum things up here, clerics really struggle with early economy production and damage production. And if you can take advantage of that or really press those weak points, um, you'll fare better against against clerics. Uh, All right. Uh, Let's move it. Are we good on cleric? I think we are. Let's uh, go on to um, fighters. And Sammy, you're going to lead us off with the fighters. All right. So how to beat a fighter 101. Um, Go for... (laughs) The long and strong, baby. So go for the long game. Uh, Fighters are fast finishers, uh, you might say. (laughs) They do much better if the game is 10 to 11 turns or less. I'm just really enjoying everyone giggling in the background. How do they play from behind, though, Sam, is the real question. Mm, Not quite. Not very good from behind. Yeah, Yeah, they're they're fast. They'll be on their backs before long. <laughs> All right, my fault. Stay on target. Stay focused here, Sam. Come on. That was my fault, though. I take the blame. Um, hey, if you, you you stand them up, I'll knock them down. So, again, <laughs> the shorter the game goes, the better for the fighter. So if you're against a fighter by health, 
guards, anything that can help you stay alive. Again, the healing is really the key. Healing, healing, healing. Get the heals if you can. Um, not to the detriment of your deck. I wouldn't buy 50 taxations because it's going to clog There's your deck There's only three but... in the market, yeah, man. You that would be two. cheating, sir. How do hey, you get all those taxations? <laughs> I, I wrote a Lewis script, all right? I just All taxations. It's called tax time. Everyone's going to love it. It's the next Monopoly. Just wait. It's, it's taxations and type priests. <laughs> wow. I love that. That would be the best, the best mod ever. Um, so, and it's also likely that the fighter is not going to buy the heals, um, unless, like, unless for some reason they're going for the long game, uh, they know you're a cleric, whatever. Also a note, if you get challenged by a fighter, if you choose a cleric, like if you don't care about being a dick and picking an obvious mismatch, you can choose a cleric and then you can probably win. Uh, and then one other interesting tidbit is that the fighter is stronger at lower levels. So if you're sending a challenge. If you shoot for level seven or above, the hero helper data data shows that after level seven and actually inclusive of level seven, um, fighters are sub 50% win rate, except at level 11 where they're just a hair over 50%. So really like level seven and above, they're not doing so hot. And honestly, every level but like three and four is okay. They're not really doing much better than 50%. At level three, it was about 53%. So um, try to avoid those lower levels. They're the strongest there. Uh, and then for hate drafting, uh, try to buy those damage cards. If you see the uh, two gold intimidation, if you see the elven curse, it's a really good fighter card. Uh, if you see the four gold hit job or dark death touch, energy. death touch, dark energy. Dark Thank you. Energy. I was like, which one is it? <laughs> yeah. Dance energy. Uh, those are the bread and butter of the fighter deck because they do not have a lot of economy, uh, and it is really hard close to ranks. buy some of those. Yeah, <laughs> close ranks is another really good one. It's but it's really hard to buy those those cards. So that those are my thoughts. Any anything to add, you guys? Tim, I, I would I would say besides uh, healing, uh, fighters don't have the economy, so. Uh, those like five, six, seven costers, fighters gonna have a real tough time getting those unless they spend their first, you know, few buys getting economy, in which case uh, you're probably looking pretty good, at least at, at higher levels. At level three, I know that as a fighter, I will get some of those economy cards. At level three, the fighter is much more on an equal footing as far as economy and being able to go a long game because the other classes healing isn't as high so and the fighter doesn't have all those damage cards clogging up their deck yet right right? it's still the starting deck Mm -hmm. is still pretty simple yep double doves what do you have to say about fighter one of the things that's the most striking to me that i thought was well-made points by you sam is the kind of night and day differences between how fighter it's like oh no i'm against a level three fighter to like oh yeah i'm against a fighter if you know (laughs) um you have a, a higher level matchup going on and i think the thing that's going on there is that like we already talked about some of the reasons why cleric can just absolutely dominate the matchup. You've also got um, thieves who more and more mm-hmm. often these days I'm seeing distracted exchange and lift thieves. Um, yep. Whereas like the misdirection thieves, you don't see them as much. So thieves have that built in healing. That's doing a great job. 
And then I know, at least in the Discord community, where I was talking about how the Shizards are the more um, competitive uh, variety of wizards these days who have the three health built into mm-hmm. their skill as well. So I just think these combination of factors of all these classes that have built in healing, if you can um, leverage that in your matchup against a fighter, you're already doing well. As Sam had said, healing, healing, healing. Well, when your class has that baked in, you're good to go. And it should be mentioned that even the Ranger has the built-in healing with the most popular build in the meta of being the Cloak. So all, across the board, you're seeing healing, um, which is one of the keys because like Sam said, they need to get under you and, and make it a quick game because they're not going to beat you at econ and they're not going to beat you at healing. <laughs> Did what I, what happens? Sam is also happy to be, Sam is also happy to be on bottom too. I don't think it necessarily yeah. <laughs> don't have to be on bottom. Um, I have, I don't have a lot to add here, but I do have a question for you guys because as Ranger, <clears throat> I think fighter is the scariest class for me uh, to, to face off against. And I think most of my Ranger losses are against uh, fighters mm-hmm. or other Rangers. Uh, now, when I, whenever I can, I'll get a recruit, of course, or any healing that I can. But oftentimes I either don't get it or it's not enough. And I, I do get um, kind of punched in the face by fighters. What should I do with Ranger against fighter? Do you guys have any good tips for me? Uh, if I was a Ranger against a fighter, I would... Again, go for heal. Go for the heals. The ranger's really good at getting these combos, and if you can get like one recruit or Kraka, like you're going to be able to keep your cloak alive, which is gonna that two health you can also use and will help go go. Also, and- don't don't play the fucking bracers, people. Don't be a noob. <laughs> play the fighter with the cloak. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, I would also say Ranger has an easier time of factioning some of those Imperial cards. So if you get a yeah. couple of taxations or something, uh, you're, you're much more likely to get the heals off of some of that than normal. Yeah. All right, Double Dose, what do you got? Yeah, my um, comment on it in agreeance with these two gentlemen would also be that one thing that I'm looking for, you know, if the heels aren't on the row, if I can get one good champion that they can't ignore, doesn't have to be a guard. I kind of want it to be a guard. But if if I can get a a good champion that they can't ignore early, even like a a Krithos, if I can get Krithos or Kron going into deck two. Like if it's in, if you, if you're purchasing that in deck two, it might already be too late. But if you can purchase that in deck one and have that going into deck Mm. two, then that big champion uh, with its big booty there is going to be just enough to Mm. be a road bump in the fighter's way for you to kind of stabilize and get into that mid to late game where the fighter does not want to be. But like you said, Jig, your, your point about it being a scary matchup is right. What's up? Devil Dubes, I want to ask you, are you popping your shot for that, champ? <laughs> I will. You got to pop your shot against the fighter, against fighter uh, for sure, yeah. early, early because they won't give you a chance to to hit it off later, for sure. Nice. Yeah. And, 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 and it's always nice if they have their shield bearer out so you can at least get that some yeah, value. damage from it. Yep. But like, I wouldn't hold it for that normally. Yeah. All good advice. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's frustrating because sometimes, I mean, there's just some games too that you're not going to get that champ or that uh, Imperial and you're just going to lose to fighters. It happens, but uh, very good advice. Okay, let's keep the ball rolling. And speaking of Rangers, let's just roll right into the Ranger. Double D, lead us off here. 
Yeah, all right. So the game plan against the Ranger, you can get under, you can go over, or you can outgrind. Those are like the three kind of main paths that I've identified. And I want to talk about a little bit of what each of those means exactly. So when I say um, get under, what you're doing is kind of like that fighter strategy like we talked about where we're trying to aggressively... um, Mm take them out in the early game so Mm -hmm. one thing that can happen is the ranger they see the eight costers on the board they see the firebomb they see the tyranor and they're they're greedy for it so they're like if i buy this bribe maybe on deck two i'll be able to line things up to buy that eight coster but if you bought death touch spark intimidation then you know by the time you get to deck two you may put enough pressure on them that this big card they buy, which isn't going to impact the game till their deck three, uh, you know, it's kind of too late for them at that point. So that's what I mean by that strategy. So that's one thing that I would be trying to do against Rangers. This is all like contextual based off of like what your class is good at and what the market row has laid out for you. Um, when I say go over the top, this applies mostly just to thieves and is where you can use your smooth heist or just a burst of economy in general to make a huge purchase. This is also possible with um, wizard. So like if you're like a heavy econ wizard, you can like pop your silver skull off when you already bought a couple of econ actions and you can win the race to the domination that they wanted to be buying. So if you can if you can do that, then you can go over the top of the ranger with the big card that they wanted. But then the last thing that I wanted to talk about is how you can actually outgrind the ranger. So sometimes this thing happens where like you are uh, playing as the ranger. This is like I'm going to try to describe like a, a losing scenario that happens to me sometimes when I'm playing ranger is like I bought um a few strong actions off the row, um, like an elven curse and something that draws a card, maybe like a command and something weaker, like maybe a death touch. And I'm trying to like spin my deck and do my thing and just play those cards over and over again. Meanwhile, my opponent has bought like four good champions. They have a piece of sacrifice of their own and they have a way to gain life. Now, all of a sudden, they're putting up enough of a roadblock against me that they're dealing some damage, they're gaining some life, and they're putting champions out there that I have to worry about. Meanwhile, as a ranger, I'm outpacing them in damage, but I'm not gaining enough life that basically you end up losing uh, because they kind of outgrind you over time. So those are the three uh, main ways that I think you can... Uh, beat a ranger i'll go ahead and stop there for anyone else to jump in with some points they may have that's great stuff tim what you want to piggyback on any of that um i mean really ranger doesn't have any bad matchups they're they're all pretty good or weaknesses (laughs) yeah it's really really strong um that said, uh, I mean, I agree with all the stuff that Chris is saying. Um, that there's ways to go around it. I just think you need to get a, a little help from the market or this, or, you know, some of that stuff to have a good shot at it. So following the 
the tips that he's given, but but realizing that a lot of times you're you're going to be playing from behind against a ranger. So uh, yeah, <laughs> well put. I, and, so and, yeah, speaking of playing from behind, Sam, go ahead, slide right in there, bud. All right, I will. Uh, so weirdly, I'm looking at the level versus level breakdown, and the level Rangers 10. like number one or number two yeah except for level 10 where they're last place it's kind of a small sample size we're looking at about 300 games here but that's kind of weird i don't know take it or leave it it. it's Um, not that weird tim knows why you my my guess is that it is the level that everybody can have their skill and ability leveled up but it's the level before they get flash fire arrow so Uh... the 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 ranger track if you get that you know, at like level six, you have it maxed out. Your ability doesn't add a ton to you compared to the base ability. So like right. you're kind of losing a little ground there. And then once you get flash fire, you're back on top. Yeah, your That's snapshot's so awesome. not quite as valuable. Your track is not quite as valuable. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I love it. So the key to beating Ranger is to challenge Wait, at 10. Level 10. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't realize that. It's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Now we know. I mean, you're still probably going to lose, but you'll have a better chance. The cat says, meow's in trouble. (laughs) And that's, again, why we've talked about this ad nauseum about possible ways to nerf the ranger without nerfing too bad. And I think um, before Tim put, and we're bird walking a little bit here. I apologize, apologies, but um, Tim had a really elegant solution, which I'll let him say. But until he said that, I always thought um, nerfing the flash fire arrow to only draw with a bow. Areola. Areola. I thought the same. You can tell where my mind is, guy. Um, <laughs> the uh, flash fire arrow should act like other arrows and only draw with bows. All right. That's my point. And I think that would be, that's obviously a nerf, but it wouldn't totally kill the ranger and it wouldn't really change how the, the ranger plays. So I thought that was good. However, Tim, share us share with us really quick your suggestions for so, nerfing the ranger. So, so the biggest thing um, with the ranger is its consistency. Um, having three arrows eventually, having two bows, having the quiver, all of that stuff in your build just makes it super consistent. And then you're also discarding the crap you don't want out of your deck with your track, and just keeping the good stuff, so it's even more consistent. Well. Um, can't get rid of all of that stuff, but uh, I was thinking about it the other day and I said, well, maybe if you made it so that at level seven, you have to choose between the crossbow and the quiver. So you only get one of those. And then the snake pet and the honed arrow for the other upgrade would, I think, probably even it out enough to make that that ranger just enough less consistent than what it is. Yeah. But it, still good because that snake is awesome. Yeah. Still, the snake is still yeah. Really good. Snake pet. If if the snake pet were not going against quiver, like yeah. you'd probably pick it. So yeah. yeah, that I think that's a really elegant thing and worth trying. It's not going to neuter the ranger. In fact, it might even it might not even be that noticeable. It's, but it'll it'll it's, change. It's, re- it it's sure. really similar to what happened to fighter and ranger when they changed how the upgrades work. So like yeah. their best builds were not available anymore. And I think that really hurt the fighter. So like doing something like that with the ranger might bring it down just enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Meanwhile, the ranger and the thief got to keep their best, their best builds. Mm-hmm. So yeah, great stuff. Um, 
<laughs> Never Do forget. We, uh, that's all of us. Did we all talk about Rangers? I think we did. Yeah. I'll just add, I don't really have anything more to add except um, you want to prevent, oh, Double Doves has his hand up. Go first and then I'll give my, I'll give my take. Go ahead, D. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, I did want to address the balance suggestions that you guys had talked about. I'm, I'm for them. As much as I love playing Ranger, I would be happy to see it um, scale back a little bit so that we have like a healthier metagame at level 12. And um, those suggestions you guys made are really interesting. On the other hand, I've heard a little bit of whispers of a rumor that maybe something from Wise Wizard Games is coming down the pipeline that like they know Rangers the best. So they got to be working on something to tweak that a little bit. So we'll see what that ends up looking like. Um, I did want to go ahead. In the past, the changes they have made have not been anything that we would have expected. So like, it could be something crazy that's going to happen. They're the game. I hope not, man. and yeah. I hope not because the ra- you don't want to make the ranger not fun to play or act ranger like anymore. You know, you just want to yeah. tweak it just a little bit. But this isn't. We're not talking about balance. We're bird walking a little bit, and that's fine. But we don't <laughs> want to go too off the off the track here. Uh, I'll just add my final points and say um, deny the ranger draw cards as much as you can. Yep. Uh, kind yep. of like you want to deny the play like sacrifice. Yeah, so anything that allows the ranger just to draw or cycle cards, you want to deny. And uh, high damage also works great against ranger because you want to deactivate that cloak as early as possible. If you the earlier you can deactivate the cloak, the better chance you have of winning. That's those are my points. Go ahead, Tim. I, I have one last quick point, uh, and it has to do with discard. Uh, that first discard doesn't really hurt the ranger that much. You really need two. To really, I mean, sometimes it can, but like when the ranger has the quiver and snapshot and this and that, they can just get stuff back. They're happy to discard. Maybe, maybe not every time, but the times that they can't get it back, they'll just discard a gold and it doesn't matter. So mm-hmm. like you really want to have multiple discard effects if that's what you're going with against the ranger. Yeah. Chris, go ahead. Yeah, I I had actually had that written down to like loop back to discard because if you stack it, it is effective. The first one, not that great, but stacked just like anyone else, the ranger's gonna struggle with it. But I also wanted to take a quick moment to talk about um, you know, a ranger with a few great actions can lose to someone with a, a critical mass of good champions. And mm-hmm. the sort of champions that you want to be looking for, I think, you know, obviously if they have draw a card on them, yeah, you're gonna scoop them up. But you want ones that have high damage. And high defense, basically. And a great example of that is the uh, oft-praised Cult Priest, in fact. I think it's actually a pretty good anti-ranger card because it can do so much damage and it has a respectable amount of defense there. So um, just wanted to squeeze that in at the end. <laughs> All right, let's, let's move away from ranger now. Yeah, yeah I'm done. Uh, Tim, why don't you take us, take us away with Thief here? Alphabetically, next is Thief. Um, uh, the thief, uh, does, you know, it, it, it's the econ king, you know, so, so, uh, you have to work against that. Know that econ takes time to, uh, accumulate and do its thing. Uh, so the card you buy, even in deck one, unless they're buying it with smooth heist and getting it directly into play, it's going to take, another turn to actually come into play and that sort of thing. So um, a little slower. So one thing you can do against the thief is you can, you can, you can aggro them down. Now the lift thief is much harder to like 
do a steady aggro against um but like a burst like combo aggro like the ranger and the wizard can do really well uh thieves can also do it really well but uh the, those are kind of good ways to counter it. Um, if if the thief is running misdirection, uh, you can just aggro that down. Like it doesn't take a whole lot. Like they don't have the healing to sustain that long game if they're going with misdirection. Um, uh, let's see. That's what, what else? she said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the biggest things I have. Oh, the other big point that I have is if they are running shadow mask. And get them down below the 35 hit points mm. to a point where they're not going to heal up past it. If you can shut that off, it makes it so much easier. Yeah, that's a good like a, a little nuance on it is like when do you when do you pop your uh, your devastating blow? Right. Make sure it you can get them further than the amount of heal they have. Uh, so in their, so in their I head. was. I was playing, this was a level three match, but I w- I'm playing Eindelus in uh, uh, Highlander. Highlander. Yeah. And so I was playing, no, that's not the right one. I was playing, maybe it wasn't him. Somebody else. I was TCL. playing against the thief. I'm, I'm playing way too many events right now. Uh, HRPC, <laughs> TC, all this stuff is going on. Oh my God. Anyway, I, w- I, was, I was playing against the uh, lift thief with a fighter. And I was like, oh, I'll pop my devastating blow. I'll get him down to like 28 hit points. This will be good. And then I'm like, no, they have lift. It's not going to do shit for me. I'm going to save it until I can get it to a point where I'm actually going to keep them below that. Uh, it's It can still be really hard as a fighter in that situation, but... Uh, yeah, that's yeah. a great point, and it's something to consider. Now, I will say this, though. Um, you should always calculate their ability to heal back up and activate it again. However, even if you um, can't totally get them below that threshold, at least you're still going to make – you're going to pressure them so they have to use their yeah uh, yep. that's their true. healing ability, which they're probably going to anyways, but if you're going to make them discard a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, – uh, you're doing a lot of damage, and they have to they have to use their lift or whatever to yep. get back up to the threshold. At least you're putting pressure on them, and you're making them react to your to your aggression. So, uh, I, I totally agree with what you guys are saying, but there's sometimes where it's still the right move, yeah, to bring them below, even if you know they're going to heal back up again. Yep, yep. Anyway, um, Tim, do you have I, any I, other thoughts? I know, I, I know, as a thief, when I'm starting to get in the lower 40s or so in my health i'm going to be using that ability every turn uh from that point on pretty much yeah and versus fighter to be honest i'm using it probably every turn except turn one yeah or turn two sometimes um tim do you have any more thoughts before we go through the rest of the crew here i mean you're gonna have a hard time out econing the uh the thief so that's probably not the best thing to do yeah, okay. So don't get into an econ war. That's good. Um, Sam, we'll and, go to you and, next. Oh, Tim's not done yet. And if you want to deny them, deny them those discards. Of course. Because yeah. they already have a discard. You deny them more, so you're not discarding your whole hand. 
that's a great point. I think we maybe take it a little bit for granted that like, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> you want to make sure the thief can't. Yeah, I forgot about it because it's so obvious. <laughs> no, okay. we in fact, it might be the most important hate drafting. <clears throat> that and sacrifice with clerics are probably the most yep. important hate drafts. You can, yeah. Yeah. I, I would say. Um, great stuff. Tim, did you mention the thief does best at level 12 and nine, according to the data too, just in case you didn't. Uh, no. The hero helper data says Thief has the highest winning percentages at those levels. So, uh, Sam, what do you have to say about Thieves? Um, I really struggle with Thief before you get the belt um, or whatever, or the stack dagger, whatever it is. The stack dagger, less so. I'm not as worried about getting it. But before I get the belt, if the, if the Thief just has the knives, I feel like Thief's pretty weak. If I'm going to send a, a challenge to a Thief, if I want to be the Thief, I'll send them a, a low level like fighter challenge. I think that would be a really strong matchup, fighter versus thief. And uh, I I really like that. Um, I think they need a lot of draw because they have great econ. So they've got to get those cards into their hand. And then also sometimes once they have the belt, they can trigger those draws by, you know, drawing an extra knife or drawing the belt. They haven't got it, especially if it's Shadow Mask. Shadow Mask is, is going to be fed from draw. So try to keep Shadow Mask away from it. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of the stuff that you guys have already said, so they're not super high in uh, hit points, but they do have the heals. So, you know, turn off the heals where you can uh, and, you know, try to try to get some good damage cards against them if you can. And do not let them get the uh, the discards because they're going to stack their discards up and F you in the you know where. Okay, uh, Thieves. Chris, what do you have uh, to say about these? I think that it's been a very interesting conversation so far. And that um, the one big thing that I wanted to talk about um, as a particular matchup that I wanted to bring forth for some discussion. What do you guys think about wizard as a reasonable counter to the thief? I'm not saying that I necessarily think it's like a, a great matchup or like it's a shoe win, but like, yeah, I, I think Wizard versus Thief is is pretty good. Um, the Thief is not pressuring you, your health very much. Usually, it's not always the case. They could get a pretty aggressive, smooth heist and Shadow Mask Elven curse you a bunch and have a rampage and all of a sudden you're like dead under 12. But that's not usually the case. Usually, they're like, you know, trying to ramp up to some big stuff and use their skill every turn and beat you that way. So the Wizard is like, Oh, you wanna you wanna play mid to late game, do you? Watch me draw cards and do crazy stuff. So, um, I I think that no one's better at it than the wizard. Exactly, the wizard is the best at long game. Yeah, so the the wizard can lean into that a little bit and set itself up to have a stronger mid to late game than the thief can. I'm not saying it's gonna happen every time, but that's something that if I'm uh, playing as wizard against a thief, that's something I'm I'm trying to do in the in the matchup. So yeah, that was. Great, great points. Nice. Right. Well, we're going to talk wizard. We'll talk wizard next, but yeah, that's what you do. Now, I will say this against, I have nothing really uh, big to add about Thief, but I will say kind of more of a mentality thing when you're playing against Thieves, especially smooth high Thieves. Oftentimes, you're going to get an awesome start uh, that might seem insurmountable, but don't give up because it's actually not, it's never as good as it seems. Um, <laughs> keep play it out because the thief 
accelerates very quickly and starts out strong and then uh, just kind of pushes through the rest of the game. All right. That's going to happen. Don't get frustrated or feel like you're out of the game. Stick with it because you'll be surprised. Uh, you're, you're still in the game. Um, the one time where it is, you're probably going to be screwed is if you're playing a mask thief, like uh, Chris just said, who got a bunch of early sparks or, uh, or curses and can just keep recurs. You're probably screwed in those games (laughs) as, as a wizard. I don't know why I'm talking about wizard again, but, um, yeah, don't give up against the thief who gets off to a good start. That's my main point. You're just always talking about wizard. That's why. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think, well, the reason I say that is because I do think wizard is probably one of the best counters to thief. In, in my opinion, and I know I, I have a biased opinion yeah. there, but I love Ranger. playing wizards against thieves. Right, Rangers could against everybody, yeah. yeah but yeah. Um, the wizards are good because they like to play longer games, and thieves yeah. play longer games. So. Yeah. Uh, cool. Do we any thief? final any yeah. final thoughts on thieves? Uh, just to share, thief at one, two, and three are definitely bottom of the pack. Um, it really isn't until uh, level six, I would say level. Yeah. Maybe level eight. You could say seven, seven or eight. They start to get up there. No, no eight. They're low. Sorry. I miss reading, but yeah, uh, uh, more they're, they're better. What, one thing I would say with looking at the hero helper data and what, what's best at these levels, that's in an aggregate sense. The best players are really good at all the levels. It's true. And so, you and know, yeah. especially thieves, best players are yeah. very good with thieves. One last thing. Let's talk about boots thief. Cause I think we've been mainly talking about the mask thief in one and mm. two sentences or less. What's your advice for playing against a boot, a boots thief? Chris, we'll start with you. Close it out fast. They have the strength in the late game. So you don't want to let them get to that late game. You want to get it over as early as possible. In, okay, in, that was one w- sentence, but we'll take it. We'll accept <laughs> that. Yeah, Tim, go ahead. <laughs> um, they're they're kind of weaker in the short game, as as Chris is saying. They're going to be better in the long game, and they're less able to control that market row early on when it's already set with a number of cards. So, um, if you can get a couple of good cards early, just try to finish it out strong. I guess you know. Okay. That was more than two sentences, but we will accept. On that. average, we're, the law of averages. Yeah, yeah that's really okay. You're going to talk about wizard for a half hour. So. <laughs> well, it's actually going to be surprising. Sure, I, I'm actually not going to talk about wizard contraplay because I don't want people to be be good. At this <laughs> no. How would you play? <laughs> All right, uh, I got, I got two, I got two. Uh, aggro that ass, and buy them scraps and discards. That's what okay. I got. I think that those are all good pieces of advice from each of you. I'll just add for Boots Thief. Um, shit, I won't be able to do this in two cents. I'm going to break my own rule, but screw it. If the if the Boots Thief... <laughs> I'm the, that means I win. You guys all have to buy me beer because I'm the only one that did two and sentences. two taught sentences yes. at that. Um, the Boots Thief, if they can get control of the market... Uh, you have to recognize that they're controlling it, first of all. Sometimes in some games, if the market's not very good, you'll be like, oh, I'll just buy some fire gems and wait. You can't really afford to do that against the thief. Sometimes you actually have to buy some cards from the uh, market in order to get something that's going to help you. 
um, playing, waiting it out and waiting for the market to get better against the boots thief ain't going to work well. So, um, and again, it's difficult to decide the best way to do that, but being patient against a boots thief is not a good thing. Uh, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yep. Okay. That's an interesting, interesting point. Cause that's where star realms is different. Cause you can scrap the row with certain cards. And you, you, can't you don't do have that. that in and room, the so. thief, and it's it's hard to recognize sometimes when the thief is actually controlling the market against you. You may not. It's kind of like a frog swimming in a slowly boiling <laughs> pot of water. You don't really realize that the boot that the boots thief is doing exactly what they want until it's too late. So you have to really kind of. It's true. Until it's yeah, yeah. Until it's all tied to precedent taxations, yeah. <laughs> which is why the boots thief is so tricky to master and play against because it's not really so straightforward what's happening. You have to kind of really closely pay attention to what's happening okay my favorite part of this main focus guys we don't have time for the wizard we'll get to that next yeah okay we'll get this next episode (laughs) up next is war room okay no just kidding uh now as much as i hate to talk about wizard counterplay i guess we have to do it especially with the renaissance of the shizard who does so well in the meta currently um wizard according to the hero realms or hero helper data performs best at levels 12 and level seven, right? Which makes sense because level 12 is when the wizard is fully matured and fully formed and uh, has all the, their cool tools and weapons at their disposal. Uh, level seven is also good because I think that's when you get your, um, yeah, that's when you get the robes, right? The no, robes or the nine. gloves. What would you get at nine. seven? That's your second upgrade. Is that when you get the stone? Which is one of the no I don't stone know. would be eleven. So it's do you do must you be the amulet. Your, it is. Your, is it the uh, amulet? amulet? Yeah. Okay. The amulet or wand or, or the wand. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which and unfortunately right. you have to choose that amulet because it is it's just so good uh, as much as I love that. Yeah. The, uh, the arcane wand. All right. So what should we do against wizards? Obviously, you want to kill them as quickly as possible. All right. So high damage cards. Uh, You want to hate draft recruit. If you see a recruit on the market road, don't let a wizard get it. Trust me. Don't let them get it. It, it, Even if there's scrap there, if there's something else, let them take the scrap and you take the recruit. It might seem counterintuitive, but you don't want them to get the recruit. Um, Same thing for rally the troops and command. Don't let them get any of those cards. Close ranks also. Absolutely not. Don't let them get any Imperial. Uh, if they uh, if there's only one taxation out on the market, I actually will let them get that sometimes. If they already have Imperial, though, I, I might hate draft that. Yep. Yep. Uh, but if they don't, I might, I might yep. let them get it. Um, the the main thing to do when you're playing against a, wi- a wizard with gloves is uh, hate draft actions. Don't let them get actions. Period. Because that's how they're they're gonna. Mm-hmm. Uh, a gloves wizard is happy to get any action, really. They don't really care even about factions it's like so much. Sam. <laughs> any action. <laughs> They're happy with any action they can get. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nicely done, Tim. Yeah. Nicely yeah. done. Great. Um, yeah, so keep keep actions Shifts away, uh, especially from gloves wizards, okay? Uh, if you can keep the market row champion heavy, that can be work to your advantage. Although wizards can actually do pretty well with, with champions as well. Yep. But, uh, if, if you can, that's one thing to think about. Yeah. Uh, the one good thing about going, um, 
champion heavy against wizards early is that you'll force them to use their fireball. And if they have to use their fireball to kill your champions, that's a good thing for you. All right. It might, mm-hmm. it might feel bad when it happens, but it means that it's done. You got it over with, and then you can get, get on with the rest of the game and they won't be able to use it for other nefarious aims. Um, those are kind of my big points for the wizard wizard counterplay. Obviously, fighters work really well against uh, wizard. Aggro fighters work really well. Um, Rangers also can do a job on wizards. Thieves have more of a difficult time, and clerics hate hate wizards. So think about what uh, class you're going to play as well. All right, I tried to keep it short and sweet, Tim. That wasn't like that was under five. No, that was good. Uh, Pretty tight. We'll we'll go in reverse order this time. Chris, what do you have to say about? wizard counter strategy yeah i agreed of course with a lot of the points that you made there thought they're great um to piggyback off of the last thing you had said about the the cleric matchup um you know i agree that it is a strong matchup for the the wizard i love giving it a fighting chance with the cleric though and one of the things when that's happening is there's actually like kind of this mini game that's going on behind the scenes of who is going to use their ability first? Am I going to have to use my resurrect or are they going to have to use their fireball? And as the cleric player, if you can get them to trigger the fireball before you have to use your resurrect, then you can bounce back from that board sweep and, um, you know, be in a decent position. I'm not saying that whoever, you know, wins that mini game wins the, the game itself, but I think that it's a, a decent indicator and it it's goes a long sure. ways in that direction. Um, Let me jump in before you continue. By all means. The only exception to that is if you're playing a, um, a soul cleric who might not care about that resurrect as much. And in fact, might use that resurrect for reaching for a big bomb or something. Oh yeah. I personally tend to play I play the soul cleric like a like a wizard when I'm playing other wizards. So that that's cool. Some some of these rules don't don't apply. Well sorry, Chris, keep going. No, I think that's even like a great thing to like um maybe delve a little bit deeper into this matchup is that like if you are playing as a soul cleric, just like you're the wizard with better healing. So lean into that. You know, I think that's kind of a cool idea. Um you don't have as good of draw necessarily, so you have to account for that, but um Definitely a cool idea. Another uh, quick thing that goes to an earlier point you made was talking about those uh, economy producing actions. I definitely will try very hard to keep those away from the wizard. Influence is a big one. I don't like buying a bribe. It's such a weird one because when it's good, it's amazing, but usually it's kind of bad, but the wizard is happy to scoop it up. So I'm not usually buying that one unless there's um, like other factors uh, making me want to do so. But like if there's a eight coster out there or like a big, a big bomb or an expensive row, um, I might buy that taxation of just the one off where Jake was saying he might not. I, you know, I, I might buy it to keep it away from him. I'm, I'm pulling off. I'm, I'm buying profits more often um, when I'm against a wizard and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and I guess just the last years, go ahead. Sorry, just to, before you hit that last point, I yeah. want to counter that one point. Uh, the one thing about buying taxation. Now the, I said, I won't buy it if the wizard doesn't have any Imperial yet. So if it's like early game and there's a taxation there, I won't hate draft that card from a wizard. 
mainly because they're not factioning yet, but also I'm afraid about what I'm going to reveal if I do buy that taxation. Okay. Maybe I'm going to reveal something bad for them. So that's one of the reasons why I didn't. Yeah, that's totally yeah. fair for sure. Um, just the last quick thing is, you know, watch out for uh, what the wizard is putting in their robes. I think it's a kind of a complaint that I have with the UI a little bit is that like you don't it, it, you sometimes have to look in the game log and like if you just assume like I think it was a gold or like I think it was an ignite, you know, you're doing yourself a bit of a disservice there. So I would definitely peek at what they're putting in the robes and also uh, use that knowledge to your advantage. Are they looking to try to faction something up? Um, that's the one of the great things that the robes is so good at is putting those faction combos together. So if you can preemptively deny a robes wizard the ability to faction something well by buying it off the market, you might consider doing so. Great stuff. Good. All right. Uh, Sam, before I go to you, there's one point I forgot about the wizard playing against the wizard. Sure. Um, be really careful about buying or going champion heavy because a wizard loves playing against especially an explosive fireball wizard loves playing against champions because they can make you discard them not not necessarily for the fireball damage but for the discard ability if you have a bunch of champions worth five or less you are setting yourself up for a serious uh um disappointment against wizards sometimes so be careful about overloading on on champions or i mean just be prepared for the worst to happen and not in the way of a fireball killing them but discarding him from your hand okay sorry sam what do you have to say about wizard i think chris has covered many of the points for sure one of my favorite cards when i'm playing wizard is deception if i could hate draft away a deception from a wizard i will for sure because that card is just so good when you when you have uh anything that's good at comboing ranger or wizard i feel are the best at it then deception is just super strong. So I try to keep that away for sure. Um, Scrap Imperial are, I think, two, two of the best types of cards for a wizard because it gets the engine going uh, and keeps them alive, I should say. The Scrap gets the engine going, but the Imperial keeps them alive. Um, so I I wouldn't add too much more uh, on top of what, what Chris had already said. Uh, other than those kind of those are my main points when I'm playing a wizard and I'll I'll just try to aggro them and kill them as fast as I can and hopefully I'm not playing a shizzard if you're playing a shizzard then probably you're just trying to outdeck them you're playing the long game and you're just trying to build a better deck than they than they can get so okay yeah good point Sam last but not least Tim what you have any sage advice for playing against wizards um wizards have the lowest health (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so kill them fast. I mean, that that's really what it comes down to. If you can, uh, if you can get rid of that smaller health pool before they can build their combos and their deck up to do everything. So aggro, 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 and don't let them get healing and you're going to be in the best shape you can be against them. So, yeah, the longer, a game goes, the better chance the wizard has of winning it. Yep. All right. I think that wraps up everything for our uh, matchup mashup. We uh, covered kind of different strategies, different things to draft against. Very quickly, just to kind of summarize, um, let's go through class by class and just say what classes work best against them. 
All right. Uh, and we'll just go through one at a time. Cleric. What works best against cleric, guys? Class wise. Wizards, rangers, thieves. <laughs> Everything but fighter. Yep. Everything but fighter. Good. Right. Next, fighter. Especially what works best against fighter, guys? Lift thief. Yes, lift thief is good. Agreed. Chris, any dissension? There? I'll take no, my chances with a good. ranger against a fighter. I mean, yeah, it, it can be a scary matchup, but I still like my odds. I do too, but is that your first? No, choice, no, though? no. Yeah, I would. Yeah, it would not be my first. Is choice. that your first? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, we agree then. Yeah. yeah okay. Right. Good. Okay. Rangers. What's your best bet against a ranger besides other rangers? Yeah, that's a tough one. That, would that's what I was going to say. I would, I, would, I would probably go fighter myself, but yeah, fighter to roll the dice. Yeah, if I couldn't mirror it, fighter. I like yep. aggro fighter specifically. I like so lift I thief. I think lift thief can be a good counter. And I Me also, um, this is one that I've chatted with Noodle yep. about and had some success with. Uh, Bless of soul cleric can um, gain so much health against the ranger that that can do decently. It's true. Yeah. Clerics sometimes can yeah. do well against rangers. Sometimes they have that ability don't, to outgrind. Don't, don't tell that to Andalus. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to lose. I'm going to take him up on that at some point. I've been so busy that I haven't been able to. But he said in a best of five, no one can win two. Like, no, no, no. I think I could win two in a best of five. Give me a solar coaster and five gauntlets. You heard it. Maybe I'll get him to do it on anyway. Friday, Friday, Friday. (laughs) Anyway, anyway. Okay. Uh, Ranger, I think we all agree. It's either Ranger, Fighter, or you try your luck with something else. But yeah, it's tough. Thieves. What works best against thieves, guys? Ranger. I like uh, I like aggro. Yeah, ranger wizard or aggro. Fighter. I'm going to say wizard. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to say wizard, but ranger is probably mm-hmm. the best. Yeah. And I'll give a shout and, out. Uh, sorry, I want to give a quick shout out to Noodle for turning me on to wizard as being a good counter to thief. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wizard does work uh, work work well. Um, okay. Last but not least, wizards. What works best against wizards? Fighters. Rangers. Fighters. Rangers. Aggro. Rangers. Rangers for sure. Fighters, I think, work best against non-shiz whizzes. Um, But you could be in for a nasty surprise if you fight a a shizzard. Even even as you like to call them the shizzard, like as a fighter, I still like my chances against them. It's harder. They have a shot, but... Yeah. The shizzard has to be super disciplined and heal every time. I so would. I'd rather have good. a ranger. Could find someone who's a bit of. A I would choose ranger against wizard over fighter, but that's me. Yeah, I could see it. I could see that either way. Chris, how about you? I'd be yeah, happy. Yeah, if it was one. like, what's your best class to face a wizard? I would take a ranger, but that is, you know, it's because I like playing ranger more, and I think it's a stronger class overall, higher upside. Okay. okay. All right. All right, so I think that was a good way to sum up our matchup mashup. Next, we are going to move in to War Room. I say we stay here and fight it out. Welcome to the War Room. Today we are going to talk about uh, picking a class to fit your natural play style. 
that's the topic for it today. So let's start off with Cleric. If you like to go for a defensive long game, you like to build those dude walls, as Darwin likes to call them, um, that's the class <laughs> for you, really. Yeah, if you like lots of healing and champions in the long game, clerics are good for you. And the champions Sam, Chris, are fun. What do you think? Yeah, I love I, lo- I love a champion heavy deck. I love the inevitability that a cleric can provide. It's like you know, if you take out my thing, my my two champions at least, I'm gonna draw a card, and I'm probably gonna get more champions, and I'm gonna play that, and then I'm gonna bless again, and I might sacrifice a card, and all that. So like, I just I just love like grinding it out, and like this game's not gonna be over for 15 turns, but I'm gonna take eight of those. And they're all going to be awesome. And your seven turns are not going to be fun. <laughs> it, it can not be uh, fun to lose against a, a cleric as they grind you down. But I think it can be fun to play out. And to like position yourself to in the early game to like be on that trajectory is like a, a rewarding experience for me. So I, I really like playing cleric, actually. I do, too. I will say cleric is probably the most divisive class in Hero Realms. You either a lot of people not only hate playing against cleric, but they just don't like playing with cleric just because of the style of play, but um, like I have it, to be in the mood. I have to be in the mood. I have to be in the mood to play a long game. I have a right. headache. Yeah. If I have a headache, I'm not playing. Cleric, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Nice. Sam, you have any thoughts here about cleric or. Well, the, the first thing is I just wanted to point out that uh Deeble Dube said you could, you can have your thing, your thing taken out uh with very little consequences as you <laughs> if you're the cleric and that's a good thing i think wow it's always a plus um on top of nice that, payoff. that, that or nice below payoff that there. if you will yeah. which, <laughs> depending on your preferences um yeah uh as far as like your play style it's kind of a puzzle builder like it's it is the true deck building when you play long games so if you if you want to try to think five turns ahead what's the best combination how are these things going to play against each other you can definitely get screwed by RNG in doing that, but uh, it's fun when it works out. It's really fun when it works out. And there's also, it's also extremely satisfying when you get the dude wall up and you cast your, uh, your wait, skill has, skill for two gold. You cast your skill <laughs> and you see that line of uh, that animation just go across your, your heroes. That's I love fun. it. It's really I, nice. The, the it's resurrection really animations too are pretty, are pretty sweet. It was some of the best. Yeah. Um, all right, let's yeah, keep it rolling here. Sam, you're uh, our fighter extraordinaire here. Tell us a little bit about fighter playstyle and how and how to choose fighter if it would match you. Yes. So I think I gravitated towards fighter because it is a fast game. Um, it is very satisfying when you can build up a like taut, nice, lean deck and just drop the hammer on someone doing... 30 35 damage in one turn when you you pop your devastating blow your shoulder crush you have a solid combo uh in your deck it's very nice it's really nice you are not safe at 30 hit points if you're against a fighter so if you like the idea popping in there taking someone out quick that's what you need to do because otherwise uh (laughs) going the long game with fighter is not the way to do if you like a short (laughs) game fighter is your yeah best bet that's right. That's why now, I grabbed see, that. That's, that's a top. I've got right twelve there. quarter inches. <laughs> that was, I mean, that you're was either going to w- yeah. win or lose, but it'll be close. That, <laughs> that was a nine point <laughs> on the Topter scale. Yeah. 
guys. Um, Chris, what do you have to say about fire? Um, I think that as it's kind of been, uh, brought up a little bit that it can be a bit of a one dimensional play style, but if you're into that dimension, you will love it. Good. I, let me just say here too, cause I have definitely disparaged the yes. straightforwardness of the fighter from a deck building standpoint. Yeah. You might not be making as many choices on what to buy or, or how to build your deck, but there are still choices to be made and it's not as uh, cut and dry as you might think. Right. Players who are really good with fighter will show you, uh, why they're good with fighter, right? There's yeah. still skill involved. So if you like fast games and really kind of making your decisions on how to get the most damage as quickly as possible out of your class, fighter's the way to go. Chris, what I, do you think? I just wanted to totally agree that like, I'm I, in no way by saying that it's one dimensional, do I think that, um, you know, it doesn't take skill to, to pilot or build. Hey, like the, the subtlety the, and nuance of the decisions you have to make is definitely there. For sure. The ranger, the ranger is pretty one dimensional as well. To yeah, put that in perspective. If you're going to say that about fighter, it works for ranger too. Maybe not quite the same, you know, level. It's but. different in what you pick, but it's pretty one dimensional. Yeah. We, so anyway, I will say too, as the meta has evolved and uh, helm is falling into favor, and there's some a little more, you know, possibility with whirling blow. I wouldn't say I would still take whirling blow over anything, but. It adds a little bit of uh, additional, you know, uh, you know, decision making. To Sam, can something can fall so. into favor? I thought you could only fall out of favor. <laughs> no, it can fall I into think favor. You can really go both ways. It's really, really it's really up to I've you. I've heard Jake. that phrase before. <laughs> Maybe it was from okay, Sam, now. but there you go. <laughs> Sam said it. One thing I will say, I I think it's real interesting. I really like fighter at level three not because it's the best because like you're looking at hero helper data rangers the best pretty much everywhere right but like the play style mm -hmm. of fighter at level three it's aggro but there's still a lot of deck building in it so totally you can buy more 12, stuff at level three yeah. at it's level crazy. 12 it's a it's a lot less yeah. deck building so so true and it's so counterintuitive yep. but it's yeah, the place that's anyway. so much more wide open at level three for fighter totally agree ranger um, can i start with yeah. ranger because <laughs> I got to go ahead. One. Why not? Yeah. If you like playing the most overpowered class in the game right now, play Ranger. Hot take. Done. <laughs> That's going to appeal Very to a nice. certain demographic. Like it will. It absolutely yeah. will. <laughs> so like that, take that and, and run with it for sure. The other thing though, is that like, uh, I think that uh, if you want to feel smart, then play Ranger. <laughs> And maybe <laughs> you can make this case about wizard too, but with all of like the, the deck manipulation that's going on and you're like, all right, if I track and then I discard an arrow and, um, you know, use my quiver and then I'm going to draw all these cards. Eventually you kind of like figure out the, the pattern and stuff like that. And it, it becomes kind of the, the same game after game, but there are ways you can optimize, uh, for that. And, uh, like it, it gives you a chance to like plan the game ahead a little bit. Like with the four, three Ranger, you're usually just getting everything out of the way and then drawn into it. But, um, sometimes with, if, if you should so happen to choose to play the four, one or the three, two Ranger, you can end up, um, 
kind of planning out the subsequent turn a little more. So you, you have this aspect of like planning and paying off that can be cool with Ranger. Um, I do think that it has like a, a wide range of decision trees that can be satisfying to play out. Um, and that's that's kind of where I'm at. It also has that fast aggro that if you like fighter, it can be fast aggro, too. I, I what, what do you mean by decision trees? Hold on. Let's I want to clarify. Ranger decision trees. Um, basically that like what route are you going to go? What's the bomb you're going to buy? How are you going to track? Are you going to flip your deck here? Are you not going to flip your deck here? That sort of thing. I, I was going to say, if you like making lots of decisions that like when you think about it are actually not super difficult ones, <laughs> I'm not, this is, this is not anything against the Ranger, but like once you learn how to do it, it's pretty cut and dry what you should do most of the time. Yeah, I agree. And so and that's as, a, as, a, as opposed to like a wizard where stuff could be all over the place sometimes. Um, or a cleric can really be like a lot more complex decisions. The rangers, a lot of decisions. You got to decide how to do this. There's definitely wrong ways to do things. And there's a lot of bad ranger players. And there's a lot of really good ranger players. But once you learn how to do it, making those decisions, they're pretty for the most part, pretty simple decisions. Like, you know, the, the best, best time to track the best time to do this, usually the best time to do that. Totally. It's straightforward. fairly straightforward. And that's it what, takes a while to learn the nuances of it. But once you yeah. learn that it's fairly straightforward, it's fairly clear what the best choice is. And that's why I was asking you to clarify what, what you meant by decision trees. And, and like, if we're going to compare it to the thief or the wizard, you could have two different choices that'll take the game in different ways, but you're still not sure which is better yet. I think is what is kind of like the difference is what we're saying. Here, you know? And and this is not me like disparaging Ranger players and people that enjoy that. Cause I think the Ranger can be fun as well. Like do what is fun for you. And I'm not and saying plus you get to win like a that. lot, <laughs> which is very fun. <laughs> yeah. Win, uh, that that is fun. fun. All right. We, we've talked enough about Ranger. Uh, unless any, any final thoughts here? Are we good? All right, let's keep it moving with thief. Um, Sam, why don't you start it out? Start us out with thief. What, what do you think, what kind of people might like to, or what kind of play styles might gravitate towards thieves in your opinion? Well, the thief can be an amazing griefer. If you love, <laughs> if you love to make people discard their cards, it's the best feeling in the world to be the thief making someone discard four or five cards. It sucks to be on the receiving end. It pisses me off so bad. It's it, which makes me appreciate it more when I am the thief delivering the discard. Um, so if you if you like that, um, I would say uh, there's a fair bit of strategy with the mask and then also with the boots that are that's actually very different. So if you want to if you want to be able to play two classes that are similar, but quite different as far as their approach goes. Those, that could be uh, a definite draw. Um, and I think they're definitely more for someone who's into the long game. If you like the long game, then your distracted exchange or your um, your lift will be good. And also, if you like distracted exchange, you can also get some of those econ boosts. So if the idea of getting like a really strong deck over three or four turns appeals to you and you like you really like that that idea of trying to like build this really strong deck then uh, i think you would really like the thief too because they have the most starting econ mm -hmm. and that can 
that can allow nice. you to do that. Good. It's just sometimes it's a slow build yeah. up, right? Well said. All right, Chris, transition yeah. you. What do you think about Thief? Oh, I had a couple quick things. You said it so perfectly when you said like it's the griefer class because with the the discarding, absolutely, that's what I was thinking as well. But then even at the earlier levels when you have the like um, heist that you know steals from the discard pile, like that that is gonna make people not happy too. And it does feel good to like steal that away. So if uh, if you think that's your cup of tea, yes, it's very good. Another thing that I think that thief is good at is if you like big splashy buys and uh explosive openings to the game um the big splashy buys are brought in by having the best economy in the game and then that explosive starts can be fueled by the smooth heist that comes at level at the higher levels so um if you like buying the big shinies thief is for you well put i'll just uh add one point here about thief boots thief if you really like to kind of control the pace of the game and exert your will on the direction that the market and the the pace and the the flow of the game is going to take, Boots Thief is for you. It plays totally differently from Mask. It takes a, uh, we've said it before, it takes kind of a good knowledge, overall knowledge of the game to be able to do that. But if you enjoy kind of controlling the flow and the pace and the direction of the game, Boots Thief might be for you. Um, so, Tim. so, uh, I would like to say if you like playing a versatile class that can play a lot of different play styles, thief is a good way to do it. Not only are there different ways to build it, they can do like a control, like jig was saying, or the explosive start or this or that, that the others were saying also within a game, you can, you can go aggro, you can go long game, you can go all kinds of different play styles with the same character. So I think that's, it's a real versatile one. And if you like that idea, that's the class for you. Totally. It's also got some of the best healing in the game. So if you don't like, if you're tired of losing quick ones, choose the thief and choose lift and your games will last longer. All right. um, Let's do, let's move on to the wizard here, guys. I'll start it out. If you like lots of actions, if you like drawing, if you like combinations, um wizard is the class for you if you are uh frustrated by um quick deaths and uh losing matches that you never really had a chance don't play uh, non-shiz wizards because you you will I would, experience some frustration I, w- I was gonna say if you like if you like dying quickly play the wizard <laughs> <laughs> it happens yeah um if you like a challenge uh if you like um a class that takes a little um, time to master that uh, takes a little time to think about how you're going to attack the market and how you're going to attack your opponent and how you're going to play your matchup. The wizard will play in different styles depending on who they're playing against, right? The ranger is basically playing the same way, no matter what Uh, there, of course there's nuances. The wizard, however, is really going to kind of turn into a chameleon depending on who they're playing. And if you enjoy that, uh, the wizard might be a good match for you. Right. That's kind of my overview about play style. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I totally agree. When I think of the wizard, um, when I'm having the most fun, I'm having those big turns that are exploding off with a bunch of actions and draw. I, you know, magic mirror after pure channeling. So I end up drawing two cards 
and then the peer channel drew me one so now i'm at three cards for the turn i play a couple more actions one of those draws me a card and then i also uh have my blazing staff which draws me another one and all of a sudden i've got like 30 damage and oh i haven't used my fireball yet so i fireball the board and then oh i guess i have lethal and all of a sudden you just like exploded off uh you know for one really cool fun turn so that is um one of the high points of playing the wizard to me yeah, just if you, well said. If, if, if you like blowing your load the wizard's <laughs> the way to go shiz in your pants sam do you have anything to say about wiz if you like whiz offs, <laughs> Sam was sorry. I was on mute. Do you know what you, my favorite thing about uh, wizards is? You got to live on the knife's edge. You you don't have a lot of health, and if you play it right, you I can kick that. their ass, and it's fantastic. But if you if you dick it up just a little bit, then <laughs> you're gonna die. And so you really you know you really gotta. You got to play it good. You got to play it taut, if you will. You got to be a 9.0. Sam, you had me until dick it up and then (laughs) then you lost me. But uh, no, that's a great point. That feeling (laughs) of like, oh man, am I going to, am I straddling the, uh, the razor's edge here to win this or not? I think that the best way to figure out your build is to play all the builds and it's a bit of a cop-out answer, but really like you're getting a, a chance to, to kind of sample all the Baskin Robbins flavors as it were. And not only that, you're going to learn the game the best because by knowing the different play styles and what the different classes are trying to do, you'll be able to counterplay against them better. So it is to your advantage to do that. Um, you have 10 character slots. You could do two for each class, one focused around one type of armor and one focus on the other armor, or you could focus on one side of the skill and ability tree and the other. And so you can kind of experiment around and see what you like conveniently. Also, you can queue up to five, one of each class. So this is a great way to, you know, get your queue built up. Well said. And those are some things to think about when thinking about what class matches your place now. All right, listeners, you know when you hear that music, it's time for the Community Roundup, where we give just a quick overview and summary of different fan-created events that are going on at the Mo. Uh, Not a lot to uh, talk about this week because most events are either in between um, seasons or just started. There's not a lot of results to report, but let's just fly through. Um, Especially... uh, the two that fall under this category are Tavern Brawl and Predator, which are kind of off-season, in-between seasons right now. There's no news there. So don't fret. They will be back, but there's just no news to share. Um, Probably uh, the most topical of all of the events right now is the HRPC event. Event 6 just started today, uh, which is uh, September 26, U.S. time. That's the recording of, of this episode. And uh, for those of you who are in the um, premier circuit, you know that the first day of the event is always chaos. There's tons and tons of challenges to make and accepting and and play, depending on how many characters you um, assigned for the for the event itself. That just started today, and it's a really exciting and busy day. 
there are no results to report though, but hopefully by the time um, the next uh, podcast runs uh, rolls around, we'll be able to at least tell you uh, some updates about what's happening. But usually it takes about a month or so for that uh, event to wrap up. That just started. Uh, we also have the Highlander event, which is currently in event five right now. Um, no further details than that. That will also probably take a few more weeks to wrap up. Uh, another event that's ongoing, always ongoing, is the King of the Castle. King Daily 23 is still atop the castle. He's reigning over the fief and doing quite well. He is facing against Scrap Force, Spark and, Sparks and Rex own. And uh, according to Sam, Sam is losing this one pretty badly. So it looks like Daily will hold on to his reign for a little bit longer. And you might hear this first, or actually, depending on how quickly that uh, match wraps up between those two, because the queue has gotten so long on King of the Castle, I'm going to split the castle into two castles again, Castle A and Castle B. This will allow four players to uh, have matches going on at once, and we'll have two kings at, in, for two castles uh, and maybe eventually we'll have another unifying event like we did last time. All right. Uh, the queue is really big, so I figure why not? Let's let's the more people we can cycle through and get games going, the better. That should be coming soon. Um, our next event that we'll talk about is Survivor. This is also an ongoing event right now. It's in season two. I think week two uh, either just started by the time you heard this or will be about to start. That is also ongoing. No results to report there yet. Uh, what else do we got here? Um, Thandar Combat League is wrapping up season one. We don't have results to post yet because there's still some outstanding games, but it's getting close. And they are currently accepting signups for season two, which will start, um, I think in mid or late October. I do know that the, um, deadline for signups for season two is October 9th, or at least that's what it said. That could be extended later, but as of right now, you have a, a few weeks to sign up. So if you are interested in the Thandar Combat League, please sign up for that. Um, finally, we have a new event that is starting, or actually will have started by the time you hear this podcast, the Game of Games. This is run by Birdlaw Daily, and Scrap Force. It's a three-man dream team who created a really interesting uh, event who, whose rules I cannot explain here due to lack of time and my own comprehension of the rules, but super fun event, very unique and different from everything else we have. Should be a lot of fun. And winners will get special promotion cards. Um, some of these are signed cards with alternate art that will be a must-have for any Hero Realms enthusiast. So uh, that should be a very tempting motivational tool to get you to um, do your best and try to get through Game of Games. Check that out as well. All of the details are available um, on Discord and uh, also in the show notes links. Okay, and that wraps up this week's Community Roundup.
All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening in to another episode of Sparks and Recreation. Uh, it's been a pleasure. It's been a really long day, and I'm tired. So uh, thanks for <laughs> listening to our rambling and for Matt talking about Wizard. <laughs> Nicely done. He loves it. Thanks, everyone. Uh, thanks, everyone. I was laughing a lot at Tim's facial expressions as we were talking about Wizard. Because uh, he needs to go nighty night. He's a sleepy <laughs> bear, and he needs to go nighty nights. Um, no, I really appreciate everyone for listening. Um, go to hero-helper.com and sign up and let us log some of your sweet, sweet data so we can get better insights into what's happening and so you can also see it. And uh, I'll see you guys in the realms. Send a challenge if you want. Scrap Force. Peace. Nice. Yeah, Double Dubs here. Just wanted to say uh, enjoyed the podcast. Let us know what you think on the Discord about what we said about counterplay. How do you counterplay against these classes? And what is your favorite build and why do you like it? I'd love to hear all that stuff. I'd also love for you to join me on my stream, twitch.tv slash Double Dubs, Wednesdays at 8.30 Central. We got the Lua Luau, which will be available as a VOD by the time you're listening to this. Catch you all later, everyone. All right, everybody, that wraps up another episode of Sparks and Rec. Thank you so much. We appreciate all your support, whether you're a Patreon, whether you're an active Discord member, whether you just wrote a nice review or even just left us a five-star review and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting service. Thank you. We appreciate your support. We do this for you guys. Uh, We hope you enjoy it even just as fraction as much as we do. Um, (laughs) Until next time, peace out from the Sparks and Rec crew. to the end of the show congratulations you're a nerd tune into the next episode of sparks and recreation for more on community events meta analysis and everything hero realms